Hi guys, it's Vicky. This is Zone 7. I'm here with Lily. Um, you're a jeweler. Jewel I can't say that word. Can you say it? <laughs> jeweler. Jeweler. I always say jeweler. <laughs> and I always get it wrong. Um, jeweler. Yeah, jeweler. See, it trips me up because there's like all these extra Too many sounds. <laughs> exactly. Too many sounds. Um, and we've just been admiring your jewellery and we've been talking about your process. It seems so difficult, so I'd love to hear about that process. So it's not difficult. You can learn it. It's yeah. easy. The only thing is there's a lot of tools yeah. and like a lot of like materials that you need. So if you want to do it, it's like quite a commitment and it's a very expensive hobby, especially yeah. if you're making things in like silver. Um, but there's a lot of things you can actually do at home. So like most of the ways I make my rings are made out of wax yeah. and you start with like a, you can get loads of colours of wax, but I use a blue wax. It's like a wax tube and it has a hole in it. For yeah. like a ring oh, I don't I know if you've seen, seen it before because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's loads of people who do like ring making workshops where you can go yeah. and do it um, and then you just carve the ring out of the wax and then it gets sent off to be made in silver and then when it comes back you have to polish it and clean it and everything but if you were like just starting out or like wanted to test see if you liked it I feel like that's like the perfect like, avenue to go down and from sending it off to getting it back how long does that take it depends. Usually, like, a week. if you take... There's lots of places in London that do mm. casting um, and that you could get them back in a week. I used to send mine to Scotland because they're the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> but that could take... Because if you're sending it and then getting it sent back, it yeah. takes, like, three weeks probably in total. Wow. Yeah. And it's so nerve-wracking to see what it's like. In yeah. There. It's crazy. It's, like, completely different from seeing it in the wax. Yeah. Because when you see it in the wax, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to look rubbish or... Not rubbish, but it just, like, it transforms it completely when you see it in the silver. It yeah. always just looks way better. That's incredible. And so you work with silver, brass, copper. Do you work with gold ever? Is that too? I, no, I have done gold, and it's, it's kind of scary working with yeah. gold. Especially, like, the first time, because you're, like, it's so expensive. But it's just kind of the same as any other metal, working with it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I have done gold. I do love working with gold. Do you have a favourite? I, so silver probably, but recently brass. I just love brass because mm. it's cheap. You can like you can make whatever with it really, and it's not going to be too expensive. Yeah. And you can always gold plate it, oh, yeah. which is like a quite. I think for the pieces like these, like I would never make these in solid gold because they would be. Yeah. I can't even imagine how much they'd be <laughs> to the customer as well. The yeah. markup would be crazy, um, like thousands of pounds. Wow. But, yeah, so brass is, like, a nice option when you want to experiment and, like, make bigger, chunkier pieces. So brass at the moment is my favourite. That's so interesting, then. And you mentioned markup. How do you price your, like... Everyone I've met in the mm. jewellery industry, even, like, because I freelance for another jeweller. Yeah. She's always, like, I'm, like, oh, how much are you charging for this? And she's, like, she'll, like, pull out a number and she'll be, like, does that sound about right? Yeah. And I'm, like, <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think... So you can kind of like do a formula. Yeah. So I think one of my jewellery teachers once said, do like four times the material cost plus a bit extra. Yeah. Some people say like two times and then you work out how many hours you've done it and then how much you're going to pay yourself by hour. There's like a million different formulas. But I think the main thing is just what you like want for it or what you'd be happy with yeah. it because sometimes you can do the formula and you can be like whoa 
that seems a lot yeah. or that doesn't seem enough for like the time that you've put into it. So it really depends by like piece by piece, which is yeah. like an annoying answer. No, I, no I completely understand what, what you're saying. saying. And also I feel like when there's work you're doing just for the money, you want to make sure you're getting, yeah. you know, your efforts are rewarded, but also that you enjoy making jewellery, I assume. Yeah. So I'm going to keep getting that word wrong. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's got to be an element where you're like, I want to, I want people to be able to buy it so I can keep mm. doing this. So you don't want to undervalue yourself. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important. And you're, would you say you're a small business? Yeah, for sure. I'm a tiny, I'm a tiny <laughs> business, that's what I'd say. I think it also really depends on, like, like you said, like I enjoy making some things. So I'd, be more lenient with the price like I have like I do get people being like oh can you make me this and they'll like send me a picture and it'll be like completely not my style and it's <laughs> like I can't make it for you but it's going to cost you a lot more because I don't really want to make it yeah or like it's just my time I feel like then I value my time more because yeah. I'm like I don't really want to be doing this but yeah I think that's like kind of like a harsh thing to say but no, so, I think that's how I feel about it, really. Yeah, and I'm a big champion of returning back to small businesses. Like my idea was like back in the good old days, where there was one butcher and one seamstress, yeah. and it was all just a community where everyone supported each other. I think it's so important to get people to support small businesses, and especially with something as meaningful as jewelry. Do you find that people are coming to you like, okay, this is what this is going to be for and I'm really going to treasure this and you get to be a part of their story almost. So I do get people... So I had a guy recently asking for like a promise ring and he wanted an yeah. emerald and he wanted it to be a really specific colour. So I would... And I kind of love doing things like that because I go out and like source the gemstones. We'll send yeah. them pictures. They'll pick like a specific one. Like I went and he was like, oh... I don't really like, it's not that he didn't like any of them, but he was like, oh, I was looking for a more darker colour. So yeah. then I like went back and found another one. He was like, oh no, this is perfect. Yeah. So like things like that are nice because I love doing bespoke pieces that are like for one specific thing. I also love that because I, I get bored easily. So I don't like making yeah. the same thing twice. <laughs> and it's nice to have like a variety. But I guess it's more time consuming because yeah. you're having to, for each person, you're having to do the whole kind of process again yeah but and you build a relationship during that yeah, as well exactly. with that person you become like part he's giving a promise ring to someone like yeah. that's something really special and with commissions what's your ideal commission like yeah. they'll be like oh i like this this and this like what do you think because with the second one i'll literally my head will yeah. explode i'll literally be like and I'll, I'll probably come up with like a thousand different yeah. ideas and i'll be like oh well you could do this or you could do this or you could do this and then I've kind of learned that you just need to not give people as yeah. much choice or option <laughs> yeah. because then it's just going to take so much time to get it right. And then if they do want a really specific thing, it's good in some ways, but in other ways it's like, oh, I, I can't get this wrong kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a happy medium is always the best. Yeah. Also, I feel like if, you, if you've if you got something really specific in mind, you've already seen it somewhere. Yeah. So just go so, buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, if sometimes people send me pictures, like, I want a ring like this, and I'm like, it's going to be cheaper of you to just buy the link that you yeah. sent me. And then when you do your own collections, do you tend to just kind of group them together in a time period that you've done them, or is it they've all got a common theme? So I've only got one collection out at the moment, which yeah. was, like, my first thing. Um which is, yeah, it's all based on the same thing. So it's inspired yeah. by passion fruits. So basically what I did was 
I got the texture from the inside of a passion fruit. Oh yeah. And that's what these ones are, these textures. That's so cool. And then I, so I don't like designing things, or not I don't like, but I just don't do very well designing things, like have an idea, draw it, make it, then like it's done. I kind of have to experiment with the textures and stuff yeah. first, get the metal back and then it's more like working with the 3D forms that I yeah. can then visualize something. I'm really, I can't like draw something, then make it kind of thing. I have to kind of do it in 3D, if that makes any sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm the exact same. So if I ever set out to make something, I can't plan for it. Because for me, the exciting bit is getting it started. Yeah. So all my excitement by the time I'm, I'm done planning is gone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm like, well, I've seen what it looks like now. So I'm no longer invested in that, um, which is fair enough. And you also do really interesting pieces. The ear pins. The, yeah, yeah I was going to wear one today, but I didn't. I should have. Um, yeah, so my ear pins, they're, oh, so they're kind of like a, so I did this collection. Mm -hmm. I launched it. And then I did this design show um, and then I had, I'd got like a few of the ear pins, which basically it just looks like a pin. No one really knows what they yeah. are unless you see them on, but it goes through your low piercing and then hooks over the top and it kind of covers your whole ear. Um, and I got like quite a lot of interest from people of those and they're like, I've never seen anything like that before. Like they're really cool. So then I decided to make 30 of them all inspired by like the tendrils of the passion fruit plant Aww. so it's kind of like a sub collection from there yeah. and they're all one of one completely unique like we'll never make them again yeah um which is which again is like classic me making <laughs> one only making one of something i thought they were so interesting because like we were talking before the podcast i used to have loads of ear piercings i love the look of them but i just could not keep waking up with like a pounding yeah. headache so i took them all out but i just still think there's something so like my ear earrings are my favorite piece of jewelry they're so delicate and i feel like they add so much and just needing a low piercing to be able to decorate your ear in your such a wonderful ear, yeah. way is, I think that's, they were so like eye catching to me. And I was like, I would love to be able to wear one of those. You do all jewelry, right? Like rings. Yeah. Earrings. So I think earrings probably my favorite things to do. Yeah. So I do earrings, rings, necklace. I've got a lot of necklaces and I've done a couple bracelets, but just like, so I like made my mum a bracelet. Oh. And I've got a bangle actually. That bangle was actually the first thing that I made from these the passion fruit yeah and do you make it all in different sizes and then it's if the ring fits your size then good luck or are they all adjustable kind of thing so yeah a lot of people think they're adjustable because they all have like an open yeah kind of they all match in style because they have an open part but they're too thick to be adjustable so they're not adjustable but i do make so they're all made to order so okay. they're all like you pick your size and then I make it your size, yeah. So from ordering to receiving it, how long does it usually take you to get it to your customer? So yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't know about jewellery, especially handmade jewellery. Yeah. It's all, because it's made to order and I have to hand make it all, it'll be like five to six weeks. Yeah. Depending on how many orders I have, but that's like the lead time would be five to six weeks. That's good. I'm a big fan of that though. Cause I'd gotten myself in a real thing of like constantly waiting for the next parcel. Like Amazon. Amazon, <laughs> ASOS next day. And I was like finding myself not being excited about things anymore. Think about it, right? Like if you're shopping with a small business, it's usually going to be more expensive. Think about your investment, like be sure that's what you want, order mm. it, and then let someone who knows what they're doing take their time with <laughs> yeah. it. And do you ever get people like, oh, can I see like pictures throughout the process? Oh my gosh. So I've had this, I've worked in a few jewelers 
before and I've had it too. Literally, people like, send me a picture, send me a picture. Like, and we're like, if I send you a picture now, you're going <laughs> to panic. Yeah. You're going to think, why the hell have I trusted this person? <laughs> so, no, so it's hard to say no, but it's also more stressful trying to get a good picture of it. Because yeah. one, if they see it in the wax, they're not going to get it because mm -hmm. the wax is bright blue. Yeah. And it doesn't look anything like metal. It's not shiny yeah. or anything. And then if you send them a picture of like the silver when it comes back, it comes back in this like really raw, yeah. white kind of horrible looking <laughs> like state. Yeah. And it just does it just doesn't look like jewelry until it's finished. So I think and also it's nicer to wait for the surprise. Yeah. And then if you don't like it, then you can say something. <laughs> but you'll like it. Yeah. You'll love it. When you get it, then I'll send you the photos. But in the meantime, I don't trust you to trust the process. Yeah. So. Also, even people I'll be like, it's ready, and then they'll ask for photos, and I'm like, it'd be nicer to yeah. see it in person and it'd be a surprise. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it would be nicer to be a surprise it's good to when have. you open the box. So how did you get into jewellery making? Oh, so it's actually so random. I only started like two years ago now. I actually did a psychology degree and worked in an office job for a couple years and then just kind of fell into it. I think, I hate to admit it, but it was TikTok. <laughs> I was like on TikTok and I saw people making jewellery and I was like, oh, I'd never really done anything artsy. I never really had like arty hobbies. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like give it a go. Started making, you know, like the polymer clay, yeah. like brightly colored, yeah. started making them very quickly, hated it and was like, no, I need to like learn to do silver. Um, so learn on YouTube and then loved it. So then decided to do a course. So I did a I think it's a level three diploma in jewellery making. I think it, it would translate to like a foundation, mm -hmm. like art yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then that's, so that was one day a week every Saturday for like a uni, so like nine months. And yeah, and then from there, just kind of, while I was there actually, I was still working my office job, hated my life, was like working from home, it was like awful. Yeah. It's just like, I can't do this anymore. Randomly emailed this company who did ring making workshops, asking them if they've got any jobs. And like yeah. they randomly did. I've, yeah. I've been very lucky with emailing people at the right time yeah. and getting like jobs. So then I was in the industry. And then just like from there, start like built up my first like collection and then. So you're able to do this full time? I do it part-time. Well, I do jewellery full-time. Yeah. But I'll freelance for other jewellers. Mm -hmm. And then, like, so half the time I'm probably working for them and half the time I'm doing my own stuff. I feel very lucky yeah. to, to be able to do that um, because at one point I thought I was going to have to, like, get a bar job or, like, a mm -hmm. waitressing job. So I feel very, very lucky to be in the industry and be part-time. I think a lot, like, most artists small businesses definitely have multiple jobs yeah I mean when you work with other artists and other jewelers do you find that you're able to draw inspiration from them or learn from their techniques I think probably the most important thing that I've learned is like building like a good network yeah of people around you in community like it. there was one girl that who's also a jeweler that I met at my first jewelry job and she has been invaluable to me like we're best friends now yeah. like, we're literally best friends um and we meet every monday and 
because we used to both not work on Mondays. We'd meet every Monday. And actually next week is coming up to like a year of Aww. our Mondays. And we like plan together, talk through ideas. Like sometimes it's just, you can be so in your own head, especially yeah. as a jeweler, like you work on your own, like everything's kind of on your own. So to have each other to like have ideas, bounce ideas off and stuff has just been like, honestly couldn't have done it without her. <laughs> um, and then the like networking with all your suppliers so good to like build relationships with them yeah. and I think most of my opportunities have come through other people and like word yeah. of mouth so I think that's like the most important thing to me like I'm now like just got an artist in residence position at this gallery that's also going to yeah. stop my pieces Aww. and that was through a jeweler who a stylist had used both of our jewellery on a shoot and then yeah. he messaged me saying oh our jewellery is used together and I was like oh that's so exciting and then I ran and then I met up with him and we were just like chatting through life as being a jeweller and he knew of this gallery that wanted an artist in residence and then gave me their number and then yeah. that's how I got it and I think it's just so nice having that kind of like yeah. sense of that community and I think loads of people like you've said already feel so lucky and it's like the only way that you can make it in a creative industry in my opinion is through having a stable network and a genuine one not one yeah. that you're just like oh we're just trying to get something out of each other so what you've done is exactly kind of like you've built up that network and they found a space for you which is really lovely and the girl that you mentioned that you do jewellery with on Mondays, do you find that your styles have merged or are they still very distinct but you can see an influence? I think they're still very distinct mm -hmm. um, because we use like different methods. Yeah. But it's definitely been like, because she did a uni degree, so she in jewellery. Yeah. So she has a lot of knowledge and then I hope I have knowledge. <laughs> Sometimes, no, right at the start, I remember saying to her, gosh, I get so much out of you, but I feel like you get nothing out of me. Yeah. But she convinced me that that wasn't the case. I would worry that I'd be so inspired by someone mm. opposite me that I'd just be like, oh, I like that, I'll worry that. Yeah, I'll worry that too. Hold on, we're making the same thing. Yeah, I think because we're so close as well, if one person did end up like kind of making the same thing, I think we'd both be comfortable enough to be like, Oh, that kind of looks like my yeah. <laughs> twins. <laughs> and you've had some pretty cool people wear your jewellery, um, which must be so amazing as a small business. How do you go about getting that out to those people? Or do they find you? Which must Yeah, be so they actually found me, which is crazy. I think the power of social media is just wild. Like yeah. I, I don't have like personal social media. It's all just my business because I just... I just can't, I can barely cope with the business <laughs> side of it. And I just, I've kind of always like hated social media, like struggling a lot with like comparison. Oh yeah. Um, so I just use it purely for my business. But that has been invaluable for stylists finding you and contacting you, asking you to loan your pieces and getting them on like celebrities and stuff. Um, so yeah, Instagram mainly. I think probably all through Instagram has been stylists. I mean, I did go through a phase of like following loads of stylists and then <laughs> trying to send the message <laughs> and then them seeing my work. And then they just ask for your like lookbooks and then you just send them pictures of your work and then they'll request it. And have you always been able to get those pieces back? Cause I know I've heard some horror oh, stories. No. So I've, I've always got everything back, 
there has been a few that have got damaged or broken, but yeah. it's kind of been okay because I can repair them. I think when you're sending things out like that, you've kind of got to not expect it. Yeah. But you know, then they could have like some of these people will have loads of jewelry out yeah. at all times or like they'll put something on and you, you yourself would be careful with it because you know that it's kind of yours and yeah. you, you don't want to break it. But I'm not saying they purposely want to break <laughs> it, but yeah, you have to kind of expect if you're giving it out to loads of people that it's going to come back at some point you'll have like a casualty yeah and it's not the same for example if you have six pairs of earrings and you pick which one to put on every day that's different and it's yours and you look after it like it is but as a stylist especially i can imagine the chaotic situations they go yeah. through trying to get famous people ready for different things. yeah exactly if they're like going on stage and it's like on off then yeah. i guess yeah has that been surreal like seeing your work on people that you admire. I'm assuming you admire. <laughs> so you absolutely hate them. Like, get her my earrings <laughs> off her. <laughs> I think, yeah. So, the, well, the first ever, like, stylist kind of pull I had was Ray. Yeah. And she wore my earrings for her album launch in February of this year. And I hadn't even launched my collection yet. My, yeah. I launched my website and everything in June. So... From like February to June, I was like, oh God, I should have really used that opportunity. <laughs> but luckily, her stylist really likes my pieces and like keeps coming back, which is so nice. Yeah. Um, I think Glastonbury, when she wore my rings at Glastonbury, that was probably like the big one. And I've seen Louis Theroux has interviewed her doing, you know, his like interviews. Yeah. He's oh, done I all, love Louis Theroux. I would love to be Louis Theroux. If I could swap bodies with <laughs> yeah. Louis Theroux, I would. <laughs> um, He's done one of those one-on-one -on -one interviews with her and I think it covers her Glastonbury performance. So I'm like, I'll be watching, seeing yeah. if all my rings are call me there. out. <laughs> yeah. uh, has she ever been like, I don't, I'm getting way too into it now, but like, have you ever had an artist come to you directly, for example, or has it always been through stylists? No, it's always been through stylists. I'm pretty sure. So when I was like doing my brand like think of my brand and like think yeah. of my pieces you tr you're supposed to like envision mm -hmm. who like the type of person that would wear your pieces kind of yeah. thing and also like who you would love to see wearing them and like i would fk twigs oh god obsessed yeah. would love yeah. that doji cat mm, that would be a dream, dream. yeah and then bit of a rogue one miley cyrus but purely because i just love miley cyrus yeah she's got a like her jewelry is always on point as well mm -hmm. so and she looks great in silver. Yeah. No, I hope all of that happens for you. Well, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. And how have your like friends and family responded? Because obviously you've gone from an office job to quite a creative career. How did that go? Well, my mum, I'm very lucky with my mum because she, well, she was, she, she did an art degree when she was younger and, but she's worked like corporate kind of job yeah. her whole life. And now she's retired. She's like getting, she's like, built a studio in her garden oh. doing pottery like ceramics um and she said that her tutor when she was at art school was like don't get a normal job after you finish because you just won't ever ever get out of it and she was like the one thing not that she regrets it but she was like the one thing that always stuck me with me is what he said because he's right yeah. so she so I'm very lucky that she's very supportive because she because there's been times where I've been like, oh, I'm like, haven't got much money or whatever. Um, I'm going to 
like need to get like a bar job and she, or like a a different job and still side hustle and she's been very much like no like honestly don't do it just carry on and I'm also very lucky although I've never asked her for money yeah. I've like supported myself I feel very lucky that I'm in the position that I know that I could if I would yeah. which I think is also a really big like that's really important because a lot of because like being a creative is very expensive yeah and like difficult to get into it if you don't have that to fall back on and even just like knowing that you you have this the sanctuary the like safety to fall back on it yeah. is really really lucky and I feel very privileged for that um but yeah it, it is a weird place where it takes a lot of effort to even get to the point where your art is enough to pay off your art if that mm. makes sense like to just for example to sell a painting you have to make it quite expensive to pay off the paint that you use yeah. the time that you use to paint it and like with your jewelry as well like the raw materials the time even down to like the blue wax that you're using and people tend to really underestimate that and I think that's because we're in a bit of a consumerist society which is quite sad have you had people expecting gifts oh, kind of, of thing <laughs> I'm calling out my housemates for this <laughs> I will I'll like so all my mum's Christmas present, birthday presents yeah. will be made because I just like love doing it. She's probably like, oh, not I'm another thing. Like, can you get me an actual present now? Yeah. Um, and like, if I'm like testing things out or just like, or if I'm bored and just like for fun, want to make some jewelry. Like I made my housemates some like letter pendants yeah. like the other day because I was just like bored. Um, but sometimes I'll get people or not expecting jewelry or anything, but mates rates yeah is oh, i'll get a lot yeah. and i'm like i can give you mates rates but it's still not going to be what you <laughs> think it's yeah. going to be yeah um so that is it's not tricky but when it happens over and over again sometimes you're a bit like oh it feels like your work is being undervalued oh, that's yeah. the way i would feel it yeah and to be fair the people who do it are like have normal jobs and yeah. aren't creatives so I can kind of understand from their point of view because to be fair I probably would have like before I'd yeah. done anything like this and like know how much like time and effort has gone into it I'd have probably been like oh like making jewelry all day like <laughs> like best best job in the world like and wouldn't expect it to be as much also with mates I get the thing of them wanting me to make something that's not in my style yeah and me being like yeah I can make it but it's going to be cheaper for you to just, just like buy, it, buy yeah. it somewhere else yeah and I think I've got a lot more confident with being like with saying that because if I don't especially with friends if I if they want me to make something that I don't really want to make I will just be like I just don't want to make it because it takes yeah. up a lot of time time energy brain space yeah yeah. it's really good that you're able to kind of respect your own style and be like this is what I'm good at and this is what I like I'll give you a piece where I've poured everything I have into it every bit of the process and this is stuff I can do yeah just don't wanna <laughs> or even like some things because what I've learned about the industry in general is out like outsourcing is like so I used to think when I was learning I used to think like oh I'm going to do every single thing myself by hand yeah. and blah, blah blah but when you're like running a business like outsourcing is like vital yeah to being able to do it 
sustainably mm. and also supporting other so there's I'm trying to think, think of an example so I set my own gemstones but there are a lot of gemstone setters mm-hmm. who all they do all day is just set gemstones yeah and like if you're doing it like it could take me like an hour to do a ring give it yeah. to them they're literally doing about 10 minutes yeah and it's like also paying back into the industry by supporting them yeah and you can probably learn quite a bit from the way they do it as well. Yeah, exactly. People see a ring and they're like, oh, okay, jewellery making. But actually, there's running the social media. There's learning oh, to take yeah. good photos. There's doing outreach, which you said is such a big part of why mm-hmm. you've been so successful. It's like just knowing how to write an email. <laughs> Stuff you have to learn. And sometimes it's nice to be like, I'm just going to pay someone who knows how to do this yeah. because I can't keep doing this by myself. Well, that like when you said about writing an email, that's why I'm grateful for my other jobs in the industry so at the the moment I freelance doing production for um this woman and then I also do her like emails like responding to clients and that has been even though like you might think it's like boring or like oh I don't want to just writing emails it's been so valuable to learn how she like responds to clients because obviously because I worked in an office before it's all very serious yeah it's all very like clients and like I don't yeah. know how to do you know no I work what I mean. a desk job and I know exactly what you, you, ha- need to you have to be very like co- not corporate but yeah serious I guess professional but she but she's just like yeah just smiley faces everywhere yeah exclamation marks everywhere like kisses like very like chilled and relaxed and I'm like to be fair when you're like buying a piece of jewelry you don't want them to be kind of like robotic guards yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so that's been really useful to learn like kind of work with other jewelers that are years ahead of me yeah and it's also really inspiring to be to like see them and be like okay I'm fine where I am I've only been doing this two years like maybe she's been doing it like 10-15 years it's nice to see like the progression and like yeah where you could well like where like I could be at and also really nice because I enjoy working there and I'm like oh this is good I I can see my future hopefully and like I know that I'll enjoy it if this is my future are you the only person that works for her does she have a whole team yeah so it's just me and her oh that's really nice I struggled with Instagram for quite a while I'm getting out of that now because I don't care anymore but so I basically my Instagram was my personal Instagram yeah and then I've just kind of like it's just become my um my is my business instagram so the like 500 600 followers i had at first i knew well i don't i would have known all of them and so i think i had quite a lot of like posting anxiety because i'm like you know like like (laughs) you know me and i know you so i would be really anxious about that but since to be fair, since post, because that's why I love TikTok, because it's just anonymous. Yeah. Even if, even if someone I know has seen it, I don't know that you've seen it really. Yeah. It's just in the void. So it's in the void, and I can deal with that. And I think posting more on that has made me more comfortable and confident to post on Instagram. And since I've gained like more followers that I don't know, it feels a lot more comfortable yeah and also just being new at something is embarrassing yeah like you make so many mistakes and you make them so quickly and because of the, the industry that you're in it has to be public the worst i get with tiktok is when oh like like the other day i bumped into this girl who i went to secondary school with and like we were like friendly in secondary school we weren't really like friends but i bumped into her um and 
she was like, oh, like your TikToks always come up on my page. And I was literally like, she was like, oh, it looks like he's doing amazing. And I was like, that's really sweet. Like, that's so nice. Thank you so much. But also, can the ground swallow me Yeah, can I just like, it's kind of like the, the feeling of like being perceived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't care who's seen it or like whatever. Because I, ha- I always think to myself now, I'm like, if it's for my, if I'm posting this for my business, I literally don't care. Yeah, if I'm, I'm leaving my ego at the door. Yeah, exactly. But once... I, when people are like, oh, I've seen your TikToks, I'm like, oh, God. Perfect. <laughs> Great to hear. Well, we just have to get over it and hope that one yeah. day, like, we're successful enough. Exactly. That we can be like, I was there from the start, not like, remember your failed yeah. little business. That's what, that's, that's what I think. Because whenever I, like, post a TikTok, I'm like, and I'm embarrassed about it, I'm like, but if it had 100,000 views, I then I wouldn't be embarrassed. So why am I going to be embarrassed if it's got, like, 200 views? <laughs> exactly. It'll start somewhere. Yeah. No, that's, and I think it's really good to talk about it as well because I hear so many people like calling people who are just trying, like embarrassing. Yeah, um, I hate that. I definitely used to be guilty of that. Yeah. For sure. Um, when I was younger and even before like I had my creative thing, like I'd see people like doing things and I'd be like, oh, cringe. And I think that's also why now I get a bit like feel cringed out by myself because I know there are people who are like me cringing but I'm like oh what's the point yeah like if this is the only the only person who's going to promote my business and my jewelry and my brand realistically now is me so if I'm not if I'm too cringed out to do it then no one else is going to do it for me you never know where like what what impact something that you do is going to have and where people have found you that's why sometimes I always want to ask people like so like where did you find me or like what video did you see like just to kind of see um because I think when you post something and it's gone and it's out there you forget that like opportunities might come from it but you don't necessarily know where they've come from that's why I think I've got more comfortable just being like uh something could come out something couldn't even if it does or doesn't I'm probably not gonna know but if I don't post it then those things could never happen I guess it's just nice to have people appreciating your art and the things that you do so I'm sure you'll be absolutely massive (laughs) um is there anything you want to promote like your latest collection your website where can people find you so yeah my website's lilybunton.com my tiktok's lilybunton my instagram's lilybunton hard to forget I know (laughs) um and then yeah I love doing bespoke custom orders so if anyone wants bespoke order Get in yeah. touch, DM, emails, probably better. Christmas is coming up. Yeah, exactly. So, good time to get a nice bespoke gift. Exactly. Oh, it's been so lovely talking to yeah, you. Yeah, you too. It's been Amazing. so nice.